One, two, three, let's go. You're listening to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can find us on our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. Okay, hi. Welcome to WJMS Media. I'm Julia. Introduce yourself. Who are you guys? Give a little introduction. Well, (laughs) we are the Josh Bennett Band. I'm Josh Bennett, and I'm Andrew Barton. I'm Gabe Brogy. I'm Chase Washington. And we're missing Aaron Rodgers today on your prayer. <laughs> well, we're so excited to talk to you guys today. Some of these questions are going to be you guys as a band, but I also would love to hear like your individual journeys too. Does that sound okay? Great. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So I would love to hear a little bit of your guys' background individually. How did you each get into music? How did music play a role? Where did you guys grow up? Give me a little rundown. Uh, I can go ahead. I let me think with music I I just been playing piano my whole life and my parents really loved the Beatles and all of those 60s bands so I grew up listening to a lot of music and uh, I'm in this band I'm the bassist I was gonna ask if you could also say your name and what instrument or what your role in the band is I'm I'm Gabe and I'm the bassist of the band and I started playing in high school and then when I when I got to college here at University of Georgia I met these guys through a shared connection and uh, I started playing with them and that was, that's how I, how, how I joined them. Perfect. And uh, I'm Andrew Barton, I'm the keys player and so I started music, I started playing piano when I was like six years old and then in high school I joined a couple different bands and we, you know, we recorded and released music and then we came here to Georgia and I went to high school with Josh and Chase so I knew them previously and then we met. Where are you guys from? The three of us are from uh, Marietta, Georgia Okay. and uh, Gabe's from Atlanta and so yeah we just got together started playing shows at you know Boris Head and and other places around town and uh, now we're here. Well I'm Josh Bennett. I started playing music hardcore about four years ago I, I've sang most of my life, but I was I, it was always just for fun. And I got to Athens, and I started seeing how awesome the music scene was, and it invited me to be into it very quickly because how awesome it is. And started playing a bit around town. I picked up the banjo, and uh, I was just kind of messing around a bit around town, and then COVID hit, and so that kind of put a big halt on what I was doing. But then once everything started to return a bit to normalcy, started uh these all these guys came up and we got together because i knew andrew and chase because we went to high school together they were just a little younger and we started jamming around and we went to boards had open mics and that's where we found aaron rogers our drummer and yeah since then it's been really amazing yeah i'm I'm from marietta too so that's kind of our little place that we started uh learning i guess the basics of music but this is where it really started the professional and intense form that we've taken on perfect i can't wait to hear more about that i'm chase i'm the guitar player i started playing in high school i was maybe 16 15 i think 16 and um i had an uncle who was super into music and after he passed away it was like a calling felt like from him to continue the music and uh yeah i'm just a huge nerd and fanboy of guitarists and i just love trying to mimic them the best that i can yeah i feel like it kind of really started with um, me and Andrew always been playing music since 
high school, but when I got to Athens, me and Josh would, would pick some bluegrass out on the out in the porch in the freezing cold. We do that for a while, and then once it all came together, it's just been it's like why would I do anything else but you know play music with my friends? It's it's a blast. Sounds like the best gig possible. <laughs> so, are you guys all students at UGA or just or- uh, just me and Gabe? And then Josh already graduated from UGA. Yeah. And uh, I go to UNG. It's a, a campus like 10 minutes from, from UGA. Right. Yeah, I have some friends there. So how would you guys say balancing school and, and a music career? How is that? I guess that's mostly us. Yeah. It's, uh, I've gotten really good at like planning out my week mm-hmm. and scheduling time for schoolwork and then go to practice and then come back and continue studying. And, and it's, I, I really like being able to plan stuff out because we were gone this whole weekend in Tennessee together. So it's not like we could really do any work over there. Right. So it's nice to be organized. And it was a, it's been a good learning to have the band. Are you guys majoring in music? Sorry, I'll let you answer after. But are you guys majoring in music? Uh, there's or? a certificate at UGA called the Music Business Certificate. It's and so both of us are in it. And he's a graduate of the Music Business Certificate. Mm-hmm. I'm in the music production class right now. And it's oh, super fun, wow. really intimidating because I have no musical experience, but I used to work for a DJ. So I was like, I got to learn how to produce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a great class. Tom is a great guy. Yeah. He's awesome. yeah, he's awesome. So you said you like to plan out your weeks, but what does your average day look like as a musician in a band? You said that you have practice. Mm-hmm. How many times a week do you practice? Where does that take place? What does that kind of look like? Well, we have a we have a little studio that we like to practice at, right by Rabbit Hole Studios. And uh, last semester, we would go pretty much every single morning around seven seven thirty, and just practice before classes started. Then we would head to class, and then us three would head to class, and then brought and either come back after or have a show that night. Or usually, we're practicing what like three, four times a week. Yeah, yeah, about three or four times a week. like that. And then like a, a pretty a good show on the weekend or during the week or something. Mm-hmm. This might be a very basic question, but for our non-musician listeners, what does a practice entail? Is there someone leading the practice? You're going, obviously you're playing your songs, but how do you listen if something's wrong, make corrections? Kind of what does that look like? Well, a lot of practices are different. It depends what the task at hand is. If it's a a show where we know exactly what songs we're going to be playing and what order, like let's say we're playing the Georgia theater and then we're going to have every single song we know we're going to play written down. And then we just go through those songs and perfect them. Mm-hmm. Then if it's like, you know, something more of a private event where we got to play like three, four hours, sometimes, you know, we just, we get together practice the songs that like we haven't, you know, brushed up on in a while, ones we want to make better than they are and new ones, stuff like that. But it it just, it it really depends on what we're preparing for at the end of the day. So it's very spontaneous. It's fun too. We'll find random songs and figure out how to make them all flow as one thing. And it's lots of fun. All of us have a great time doing it. I was going to say, it kind of just sounds like you're hanging out and also getting to jam out at the same time. Absolutely. Going along with that, for people that don't live in Athens or know that it's a college town, how would you guys describe the Athens music scene? What does that look like? It's it's really accepting from what I've experienced. Uh, there's a lot of bands that we've came across that really have just only supported us and we've done the same for them. Like Cam and his damn jam band is a really good example. We love those guys. Um, Calico, 
Rain the Ragdolls, just a bunch of bands that right when they meet you, they want to play with you again and they want to remain having a good uh, relationship with you. And it's a very accepting place. And it's, it's, it's a young music scene, I mm -hmm. would say. It's got this energy of like, like you can go to, you can go elsewhere and hear music, but it doesn't feel like Athens because Athens has, it just feels like a bunch of young people who care a lot about, you know, art and it's great. Oh, love that. That seems like such an inspiring environment to play in. Again, I don't have any music experience, but if I were, that would, that would be what it would um, feel like. How did you guys meet as a band? I know that you guys said that you went to high school together, but how did you really decide to form the Josh Bennett Band? Yeah, like we were saying a bit earlier, a lot of what we first were doing were open mics at Boar's Head. And that's where we met Aaron about three, two months maybe into uh, me, Andrew, and Chase just like messing around, jamming together for fun. No, no thoughts about it. We met Aaron a little bit later past that. I'd say three months later after we met Aaron, we started to take it a bit more serious, wanting to learn some good sets that we could present to people who could want to hear us in a live show. And we were looking for a bassist af actively. And then Andrew found Gabe through connections and uh, we ended up jamming once with him and it was, it was a good fit. So we started playing shows and it just went up from there. It escalated. It was, it was kind of like a, you know, kind of out of nowhere kind of thing. It just started blowing up and, and then we reached where we are now. Do you guys write your own music or are you mostly a cover band? You said you do a lot of live shows. How do you pick the sets for each of those shows? Is it different for each place that you're performing? It's quite different. Like, like we were kind of talking earlier with whether we're playing Georgia theater or say a private event, you know, the private event stuff, that's three, four hours. What kind of private events? Can you go more uh, in depth than that? You know, talking like fraternity parties, just anyone who needs a get together with live music, mm -hmm. philanthropy. We do a lot of philanthropy stuff and then, you know, weddings, th that sort of nature. And then, you know, when it comes to the live performances, ticketed events, you know, those are the ones where we're playing mostly our songs. So you guys um, do write your own, you have your own music. Yeah, we actually have an album out right now. It's called JBB. Yeah, it's our title track. And you can find it all everywhere you like to listen, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. We, our album JBB is out there. And we'll play that music mostly for ticketed stuff. We'll mix in some covers, too, to keep it spicy, you know. But when it comes to the private events, it's mostly covers with our stuff mixed in. You have to have a, a good mix. Yeah. Sure. So you said that you guys do a lot of these events. Obviously, word of mouth is a huge way to advertise and get other people in the community to listen to your music. But how do you guys advertise to keep making sure that you're performing at all these different events? I mean, usually word of mouth is, is the way we get most of our bookings. And then mm -hmm. we've got our website, joshbennettband.com. We've got a lot of people will DM us through our Instagram, contact us that way. They'll send us emails. And then usually to advertise, we, we usually advertise for shows that are coming up. So like if we have, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, we did a 40 watt show. And so we ran some Instagram ads to promote that. Yeah. So obviously you guys are huge on performing and that seems like that's kind of your niche. But you said that also you guys have music on Spotify and iTunes. You had to record in a studio. How, what is a recording session? Like walk me through that. Well, so for most of, or about half of our album, I, I had a little homemade recording studio in my uh, 
in my apartment room. So I just had people come in one by one and we would record, you know, the banjo and vocals and then we'd add on the guitar and then the bass and then I'd add on some keys and then we'd add some drums and get background vocals and whatever else we wanted to to add to it. And so I did all the recording for that, mixed it and we put it out. And then the other half of the album we recorded at Chase Park Transduction, which is uh, David Barbie's studio. So they were all very helpful with helping us get the sound that we wanted. And we did some some live tracks for those, mixed it, and we got it mastered and put it out. Mm-hmm. How long does the session usually take? You said that each of the instrument at your home studio kind of went separately. How long is the whole thing? Is it because obviously a song is only like three-ish minutes. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, it's different for every song depending on how you know, what the song requires. But I would say on average, when we were doing it at my place, it took a day or two worth of recording to put everything together per song. And then when we went to Chase Park, uh, one of the huge benefits there was that we got to record everything all at once. So we could we could have the chemistry of playing together and looking at each other while we're playing. And, you know, it's just, it just increases the vibe. And also, it cuts, it also cuts down the time by a lot because at Chase Park, we did six songs in one day. And like Barton was saying, it takes two, one, two days to do the other four on the album that, or, or even longer, you know, for all the other songs. So being able to have a, a big studio is efficient, but having a small studio's time and or money work, money management, like kind of, kind of way of going about it. Do you guys prefer one over the other? I'd say they're both good for their different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mixing is no small task. I'm really learning that day by day. It is so intimidating and so tedious. So props to you for doing that all yourself. Kind of going back to our last conversation, including George John being a college student. If you guys had any advice to younger musicians looking at the college route, what would that advice be? I'd say go to a lot of shows and uh, meet the people that are regulars everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like not, not the band, the regulars, but like, <laughs> but like the regulars who go to all like a bunch of shows and like are always like big fans of the music and musicians themselves, because that's the only way you're going to get really connected into the whole the music scene is by meeting these people and becoming friends with them, hanging out playing music with them, going, there's lots of bonfires that happen around here for some reason, go to the bonfires. I'd say I'd recommend just trying to get your foot in the door of all the people because yeah. they're super cool people. Everyone is so cool. And check out the MBUS program too. It's a, it's a great mm-hmm. program and it's connected us to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Athens is probably, in my opinion, one of the top places you can come as a newcomer in music, whether you're coming to go to school here or just to be in the music business in general. But if you were going to school at UGA and you come here and you're looking to be in the music business, like going through the music business program, then doing the other side, which is what Gabe's talking about, which is going to meeting people, playing music with people, go to open mics, any open mic you can find. Boar's Head's the most renowned one Wednesday nights, but there's more to be found across town and just getting, as intertwined as possible and you will find your sort of success starting in Athens as a musician. Totally. Networking has so much to do with it and it's all about not what you know, but who you know. If someone had no clue how to go up to someone and introduce themselves, what would their little script be? If you were saying like, 
that's intimidating going up to people. What would you advise them to do? One thing I, I think that definitely should be kept in mind is to be in a way kind of egoless about it. There's a lot of really good examples of people in Athens that are phenomenal musicians, but on top of it, they're, they're super like humble about it. If you, if you can be yourself and back it up with some talent and at the same time be easy to work with and humble about it, I think that I don't, I don't think anyone has much to worry at that point. Yeah, I was going to say being easy to work with and being a good person and a humble person in those types of environment goes such a long way that sometimes gets overlooked by, oh my gosh, the biggest flashy talent. So I love that answer. Going again, more on the music route, how would you guys describe your sound as a band? Well, it's been, this is a funny question because a lot of people ask it when they see us and we've had articles written about it and each of them are always different. One we've landed on that we really like is funky bluegrass (laughs) because I mean, we get funky and we get some bluegrass going, but it's perfect. (laughs) And, but within that, we, we all are musicians that come from different backgrounds too. So we, we play many different genres throughout the night no matter what it was, even last week when we did, or two weeks ago at the 40 Watt, we did bluegrass on the bayou with the regulars. You know, they did the bayou music. We did bluegrass, but we're also mixing in. I shot the sheriff reggae. Like we love reggae, Mm -hmm. some actual funk stuff. And, you know, we, the only thing we really don't do is like metal rock and country. And like, sometimes we do country. (laughs) All rounded. What more can you ask for? Yeah. And, um, you know, a rock band with a banjo also in it is very unique. So people that, makes it kind of hard to place what exactly it is but i've uh, come to play in a style that is fitting with what everyone else is doing so it just turns out being what it is exactly we don't need words we don't need to box it in exactly different genres so going back to the live performance do you guys have a favorite performance that you've ever done is there a weekly performance gig that you have a solid one talk to me about your favorite live performance Honestly, I mean, this past weekend, yeah, we, we went up to Swanee, Tennessee, and uh, played for a fraternity up there at uh, the University of the South. And that was one of my favorite gigs all the time, because I felt like we all, we, we had been practicing pretty hard for it, and we all, you know, meshed together really well. It was very personable, too. Like, that gig, the people were on this railing right next to us, and like, like sitting ro- kind of on the stage with us, and there was a huge, like a big room filled up with people. And it was just, it was just awesome. Like the energy in there was crazy. It was just, that it sounds so, so surreal. Such a cool experience for sure. Another great one was back in the fall, we had our debut at the Georgia Theater with Granville. And that's just words are, it's hard to describe it with words. How amazing. Uh, how many people do you guys know about how many people that venue holds? It holds 1,200. Wow. Saying twelve hundred, but sure. I think it's like a thousand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure capacity is around a thousand, so it's somewhere in there. But uh we did five hundred twenty five tickets that night, and that's not to mention everyone who was on guest list and people who were just getting in. And so uh they had to open up the balcony at Georgia <laughs> Theater and it was filled out. And it's hard to explain a mob of people screaming at you. <laughs> Can you guys so I used to be a dancer. And I would perform on stage. And you, when the lights are on, you don't really see the audience. But is that the same thing for a musical performance? You guys see the whole audience? Just depends where we are for a lot of the, a lot of it. it. Depends what the what the way the lighting is at the moment. Sometimes they have you blinded, and then they'll have it to where you can see everybody. And it's like whoa. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you guys ever get stage fright, or you're like, I'm past that. Let's just jam. <laughs> I have to say, at the Georgia at the Georgia Theater, when we were walking out in the very beginning, and you look up, there's a sea of people just right there staring at you. Like I, I was kind of nervous. I I was, I was a little shaken up. But yeah. then you start playing your instrument, and you're like, oh wait, like I actually can do this. Like, you're like muscle memory, I know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like you practice the, at seven in the morning every day. We got <laughs> one of the things that's that becomes a, a more of a nervous thing for me, at least, than stage fright is uh, like like I said earlier, we play, we've played with so many great local bands that if they open for us, they'll go out and they'll go on and play, and we'll hear it. And I'll think to myself, like, goodness, that was such an amazing set. Like, it makes make, making me nervous about you know us right. getting up there. But right. how do we follow that? Right, definitely. That's one thing that makes me a little nervous for sure. Those openers, do you reach out to them and ask them to play for you, or do they reach out to you and ask? Yeah, well, that's a great question. A lot of times, um, again, like I mentioned earlier, like we'll have a relationship, so it's like, hey, this show will open for y'all. Next show, y'all open for us, and we'll just kind of go that's back. That's a cool relationship. Yeah, definitely. That's super cool. Do you guys have a special creation slash writing process? Do you all write together? Is there a designated writer of the group? How does that work for a band? Yeah, Josh has pretty much written written most of our songs there's a couple me and him have, have wrote together but josh for the most part is definitely the the designated writer but it's once i have like a, a skeleton of the song how i have it like in my head it's brought to the band and everyone puts their touch on it and yeah. that's what makes our songs what they are it's still a group effort always do you guys have a favorite song off the album i'd love to go one by one and hear your favorite song and a, is there a lyric that you like is there a melody, a harmony? Mm. One by one, let's go. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. I mean, I think our first song that we ever released is called Be Mine. And I just, I've, I've always really loved that song, Be Mine. It like holds a special place in my heart because it was the first one. Mm -hmm. and I was just so, so excited about it. So I think that's my answer is Be Mine. For me, maybe I'd have to go with uh, Be Mine reprise just because like, me and Chase wrote that one like a week before we were supposed to be done recording the album and then just kind of recorded it and, you know, slapped it on. And it, it was really fun to produce that song because it's very chill and there's a lot of space. So there's mm -hmm. a lot you can do. Mm -hmm. So that one's that one's a good one. <sighs> See, it's hard to call let's say which one is your favorite child, but, <laughs> you know, like Gabe was saying, the first one, Be Mine, is like... It's about as catchy as it gets for me. My favorite line of that song is, you know, it's like talking about how it's you're trying to get this girl back. And it's like, hey, I'm going to the line is so I can sing to you my favorite tune. And that's kind of leading into the chorus. And it just kind of sets up like, hey, I'm going to sing this for you if you'll come back to me kind of thing. Then it goes into the catchy chorus. And so that's. It just it, it feels good in the heart. But other than that one, Endless Race is a very great song. My answer's a little biased because I'm a guitar player, but there's a song uh, called Interlude on the album. I don't even think it's a minute long, but it's um, we, I got to like put a cool pedal that reverses my guitar solo. So like everything you hear is in reverse. It's super strange. And then, um, but a favorite lyric, like you mentioned, uh, it's off Dirty Blues. Um, if you're heading back down my way, take 360. Right? Yeah. yeah, if you're heading back down my way, take 316 Highway and Georgia's got a cure for you. Just so like when you play that at like, you know, Roadhouse or Nowhere Bar or Boar's Head, like people hear it and they're like, oh, like that's that's us. You know? Right. Yeah. Totally. So that was kind of going to be my next question. 
would you guys say that that's your favorite song like personal favorite song or your favorite song to perform mm -hmm. or do you have a different favorite song to perform that's like super fun or if there's a cover song that you guys know that everyone always knows the words to and it gets super loud when people sing along for me the the reprise is probably my least favorite one to perform <laughs> uh, even though it's my favorite song uh super slow just because it's it's slow and like yeah nobody really listens to it unfortunately <laughs> uh hmm. favorite song to perform maybe smokies smoky up in the smokies is one of our songs and mm -hmm. we always do it for our sound checks just because i think we all enjoy it so much yeah. backup vocals on it too and it's just so much fun my favorite song to perform is it's called back to memphis by the <laughs> band it's i feel so happy every time we get to play it. and i have to i have to shout out someone who showed me that song his name is avery deacons so thank you if you ever see this thank you <laughs> well, we can send him this episode perfect and the timestamp. if you guys could open for any band we, let's have a group group decision if you could open for any band in the whole wide world who would it be Alive or past or present both let's mm. do one of each oh, no. oh goodness. well that makes it hard so one of each or yeah one of each for present we'd say camp it's c-a-a-m-p they got oh, two i of love each. them yeah they're awesome mm -hmm. what's your guys' favorite song by them i have a current fixation <clears throat> maybe ohio say autumn leaves going up the country or going to the country yeah probably penny heads up all so valid answers <laughs> okay past past band that you guys would love to have open for <laughs> Wait, what was we your... might not be able to come to consensus on that. <laughs> what was your favorite camp song? All the debts I owe. Nice. Oh, so good. <laughs> I will say we may not be able to come to a consensus on past. That's okay. That's so okay. <laughs> Let's hear individual ones for that one. Ooh, Mine's gonna be Johnny Cash. I have to choose uh, the dude, the dude who inspired me the most, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, for sure crazy i'm torn between two okay either tom petty and the heartbreakers or widespread panic because their keys players been my attention jojo they're like my two favorite keys players ever so Love yeah that. widespread panic is a good choice probably probably either the dead or the beatles <laughs> they're just both yeah. so cool i mean love both of them yeah we're kind of jammy too we kind of get into it mm -hmm. imagine yeah. opening for the beatles that would be yeah, like, i mean like <laughs> pick right what do you guys have coming up what should we be looking out for well we're we're currently booking out our spring and our summer we're on some during the summer we're going to go on tour again like we did last year and actually gabe and andrew are the ones mainly taking hold of the booking on that mm -hmm. and but this spring we're traveling a lot last week we were in tennessee the week before that we were in auburn Next yeah. week, we're going to be in Cedar Key, Florida, which is a little island off the West Coast. We're getting back on island time. <laughs> we're going to Smith's Old Bar in three weeks. So we're going to be out of town about every week. We possibly can this spring. That as is well crazy. As What's your guys' favorite thing about tour? Is there, like, funny moments? There's, there's a lot. Of, <laughs> I think every moment was a funny moment. Yeah. <laughs> you never so know what's going to happen tired, Everything's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot. I mean, we were literally camping in Florida the entire, like, in the month of June. It was so hot. And yeah. there was monkeys. And, like, like yeah, Florida has monkeys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and bears. <laughs> and bears. <laughs> like, camping in tents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the scorpions and snakes. Yeah, it was intense. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm from Arizona, so I get the scorpion and rattlesnakes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Couple more questions individually, each of you. What about music makes you feel passionate? Well, I just love the way different styles make me feel. Like I feel like when I when I listen to music, like I, I just I listen to it for the feeling it gives me. And so when I find something that makes me feel suit like a specific way and I really like it, like that's what really drives me about music. And being able to replicate it on an instrument myself or even with these guys. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just I love that. I mean, I like the the fact that it makes people feel something, you know? They feel happy or sad or whatever they get out of our music. I like sharing it with people. You know, there's a, a Steve Martin quote. It's and it's um talking about music is like dancing about architecture. Mm-hmm. And that goes to what they're kind of talking about, which is the feeling it gives you. And being able to communicate through music, it, you know, it's another love language, really, in my oh. opinion. And there's ways to use that language and so many different ways to convey different messages. And being able to be a part of a message through music is what drives me to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say there's, there's two things in life where you can go and experience something with, with other people and like get in the car after and look at each other and be like, I, I can't even talk to you right now. I need a moment to like recuperate from that and to be able to be the person doing that to people and letting them have these like draining emotional shows where it's just like, oh, like, that's what it's all about for me. You guys kind of all had a similar-ish answer. So with that message, what would be one message that you guys, you wish that you could give your audience at all of your shows? Honestly, thank you. Because if no one came to the shows, then... It wouldn't be anything. It wouldn't. Yeah, it'd be so sad. I'd be so sad. (laughs) So sad. And through through the music, I think a lot of our music is on the happier side, and so it spreads positivity. And I think that's an unspoken thing that we're sharing with people: positivity and you know love. Because without showing love to one another, and that's like without that message out there, it's a it's a dark world. So love that. My last question for you guys: I have to know, especially a band dynamic this is the first band that i've interviewed what would you guys change about the music industry if you could change anything mm. <laughs> the faces of every question i'm loving it <laughs> about the entire music industry wow that's a big question i would i would personally take the power out of the hands of the big wigs at the record labels and spotify and everywhere else and put it under the power of the people somewhere or another they've run the show for a long time they've kept it to where only certain people can be heard and that's Actually, it is changing right now. It's slowly changing because so many people can do it without them. To be able to get into a studio and on the radio, you had to be owned by somebody. Mm-hmm. And so now we're to a point where we can record our own music like we do in Andrew's studio, put it out on Spotify. Now it's just a little, it's our duty to go out and play music on the road and share with people and get people to know who we are. And that's kind of how it's done nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is anything different? Probably fix the streaming service uh, royalty payout. The amount of money you get from streaming as an artist, like a smaller artist, like it's just, it's so like, it's almost nothing. And then you have to tour in order to make money. And then the tours don't even make you money. Like the whole system is just like, it's so hard to make money and make it your life, even if you love it and put all your time into it. So probably fix something, something like that. Yeah. And it seems like even if you're so successful, the whole royalties issue right now is even if a song is so successful, you're still not making that much. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, I think there's still a lot of cases of musicians getting, you know, screwed over by people who are more educated than them about the laws and contracts and and uh, where the money is. So I, I would say education is something that's really important to to up and coming acts, making sure that everybody knows knows the things they need to know in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You guys have been so much fun to talk to today. Thank you so much for coming on WJMS Media. No I absolutely loved hearing everything and good luck on everything in the future. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Thanks for listening to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can check us out on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Also check out our website at www.wjmsradio.com. And we also have a newsletter so you can subscribe and be up to date on everything.